0: This is the Old Trailblazer Broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis bringing you God's message at this time on the Old Trailblazer Broadcast. And we've been here now many months, many years. And uh, many of you have, have uh, slacked off on your writing, slacked off on your helping me with the broadcast. And I know the times it's hard because I, I understand. But if you would, dedicate yourself into helping get out the gospel. I have folks who send me a dollar a month, some $10 a month, some 20 but, my friend, would you do that? The main thing is that you would dedicate to helping get out the gospel wherever you are, wherever you are. You go to church, you put your tithe in there, and you should, but maybe you got a dollar or two you could spare with the old trailblazer, and it would bring uh, much joy to my heart to see folks wanting to get this message out. I know many of you go to your own church or your regular church on Sunday, Wednesday night, Sunday night. You should if you if you say you save, but but also... Spare a dollar or two, spare a dime for this little old broadcast. And that's how we stay on the air. And uh, every nickel, every penny you send here goes to the getting out the gospel. in the old trailblazer, don't take a sour out of radio mission. Don't take a sour out of the trailblazer broadcast. Don't take a nickel out of nothing because the Lord provided for me. And well, in a business that I used to own, I retired from it and got a living made out of it. And the Lord blessed me with that. And then gives me grace to give part of that back to this ministry. But you help me if you can. But in our last study or two, we saw how God established the first home, how Satan wrecked it. And my friend, how many homes are wrecked today by Satan? You know, we blame Satan for everything, but maybe you to blame. Father, are you catting around on your wife and drinking, shooting pool at night when you ought to be home? Are you? Are you, my friend? But how grace restored that first home, and I'll tell you here, that the Lord can restore your home. Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of of sin, my friend? Sin is a wearisome thing. It just just takes all the sap out of you. It does. There's no joy there. No joy there. Are you able to, to look somebody in the face and tell them how happy you are because you're a Christian? No, no, you can't do that, can you? But listen, God, in restoring that first home, placed the husband or the man at the head of that home. At the head of it. Now, we're going to get into that. Our subject, the husband, the man as the head of the home. Do you know, my friend, that today, Satan and all of his evil spirits, demon spirits, has all but wrecked the average home? Surely, you know homes that are wrecked. Surely, you know homes that are wrecked, my friend. We, we spoke earlier about the deadbeat dads, and we're going to get back into that again. Do you know that today Satan has all but wrecked the average home? We're going to bring you these messages and pray. Ask you to pray that somehow, some home, one here, one there, will be restored. Or that some young people, maybe contemplating uh, getting married, will go out now to build a real home in this darkened hour in which you and I are living, and, and when I perform a marriage ceremony, I attempt, by God's grace, to lay upon their hearts that young couple, beautiful young couple, lovely bride in her white dress and pretty flowers, and that husband maybe dressed up pretty for the first time in his life, but I attempt to lay on their hearts, husband, my friend, love your wife, love her, love her, and you, you wife, you love your husband, love covers a multitude of sins, my friend. And I'll just throw this in while we're at it. I mentioned it in a study or two back. My friend, don't call your wife your old lady. Don't call your husband your old man. Would you respect your husband? He may be a worthless scoundrel, but he's your husband. He's ahead of your children if you have some. But my friend, let's begin now. Let's begin. The, the Lord says in a passage somewhere in the Bible, all of this ignorance God winked at. Maybe you've been... a a deadbeat dad. But the Lord will forgive you for that if you come to him, my friend. But I want to read you this verse of Scripture before we go any further there in Genesis 3, 16. Unto the woman, he said, now listen, Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. That's Genesis three sixteen. if you want to go there and read it now. We notice here, when grace had restored that home between Adam and Eve, man was placed at the head. The desire of the wife shall be to her husband, and he shall rule over her. Now, we're going to look at some things maybe a little later on. How that, and uh, I've seen husbands who rule their, uh, their home with an iron fist, with a, with a lash on the back of the children, and a, and a water in the eyes of their mother. That's not what we're talking about here. No, sir. No, sir, my friend. Someone asked me oftentimes, How was it before man sinned? Woman was co equal with man then, woman led to transgression or rather Satan led the transgression through her, when grace restored that home, grace then placed man at the head of the home. You didn't know that, did you? You didn't ever realize that when they were there before they sinned, I've often told you I don't know how long they were there in the garden. It may have been hundreds and hundreds of years. I don't know. That's not our business. That's not our problem. But man and woman was co-equal there. That's the only, only, only thing we know. But now, now the woman sin, being influenced by Satan, do you do you do you allow Satan to influence you, my dear woman friend, my dear man friend, my husband friend? Do you allow Satan to influence you? You see, how does he do that? Well, he's always the tempter. That's one of his titles, the old tempter. He'll tempt you by looking up on some. Uh, uh what, what i would call some luscious woman you eyes cast there on the nakedness of women that we have now and that's one of the things we're going to talk about you women how did you dress and let your children dress and where they have the uh, a, so much flesh showing it it attracts men to them and then oh we're not going to get into it today i was going to i was going to mention how that how that they uh, uh do those things on the cell phone we'll get into that later but listen, woman was co-equal with man in rulership. But when Satan wrecked that home because Satan led the transgression, but listen, now let's turn to 1 Corinthians eleven, uh, three. We're we taking this slow so you can get your Bible. You ought to have your Bible right there by your radio if you're like me, like it where it close and get to it. The Scripture says, But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ. Now, that's a dogmatic statement, isn't it? If you saved, Christ is your head. If you're lost, Christ is your head. Now, let's go on. And the head of the woman is the man. Period. Punctuation mark. Period. No, no, no slippery slope there, is it? And the head of Christ is God. Here we are told again that the head of the woman is Man. That by divine appointment, when grace restored this home. Now, I don't care. I can't help what a sorry head you have, my friend lady. I, don't, I can't help it. You may have married the sorriest guy that ever lived. But he's your head. He's your head. Well, I won't have that. I just won't have it. Well, you'll never get saved. Neither him. Now, let's go back. Let's go back and look at that verse again. First Corinthians 14. This is the Apostle Paul. Everybody uh, believes in the Apostle Paul. He was a great old apostle. Yes, he was. But let's, let's tell you what he says, women. Ladies, let your women keep silent in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. Now, does that, is that hard to understand, my friend? Listen, the law here refers to Genesis 3.16, which we just quoted. If the man takes his rightful place as the head of his home and the woman learns obedience in her home, then he, the man, will take his rightful place in the church and the woman will also be obedient in the church under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And I've had some preachers tell me, you know, if it wasn't for the women in my church, I wouldn't have anybody. Well, go ahead preaching for God to save you some men, my friend, and he will. But my friend, man is the head of the home, no matter what kind of head he is. He may be a terrible head, but he's the head. And I never intend, I never intend to, to tell you that, that any woman ought to be uh, beaten and knocked around and flocked around and uh, because she's trying to be obedient. No, sir. No, sir. If your husband hits you, you call the law. Put him in jail. That's what I tell you. Oh, pastor, I didn't know you'd say that. I sure do. I don't believe man ought to hit a woman no matter what goes on, no matter how terrible she is. You hit her. You done crossed that line, my friend. You're worse than an infidel. You're worse than a skunk. No. Woman was made to love, my friend. Oh, and if she takes her place as a, as an obedient wife, you can love her. Now, I know. I know some women that you can't love. I know there's women that you can't love. You can't, do, you can't treat them good because they won't allow you to. And I know that. And then I, I often try to give a little advice on this program. I have a, you have a man and a woman who's fighting and fussing and cutting up, and, and you try to intervene, they both get mad with you. They both get mad with you. And now I saw where they passed a law somewhere that if you, you have a, a, a domestic dispute and a woman calls the law, Used to, they'd say, Well, don't charge, I'm not going to press charge you. Well, they're going to take him to jail now. That's in that one particular state. I'm not sure where it is, but it ought to be everywhere. If you have the problem to call the law on your husband, they ought to take him to jail and let him sit there for a few hours in that jail for, for, just, for, just for whatever. But I've seen it invariably: woman with black eye take that scoundrel back and, Well, he's my husband. Well, he may be your husband. But my friend, you, my lady, friend, you don't have to put up with that abuse. The Lord never intended for the man to hit his wife. No, sir. Now, he can be verbally abusive. his a terrible thing, too. But if he ever lays a hand on you, oh, my friend, my friend, let's think about it. Is that a home? No, that's not a home. That's just a hell hole. That's a hell hole. But did you know the Lord can change all that? You turn to the Lord, lady, let the Lord save you, and then be a wife to that husband just think what it would do to him if he come in, come in from work and you met him at the door with a sweet smell in the kitchen and a clean white apron on and give him a big hug and a kiss and say, come on, sugar, I got supper ready. What would he do? He might have a heart attack. But we run out of time now. We'll get back into that. In our next study, we're looking at man, the head of the home. And we got some terrible heads in this country. But my friend, Grace, makes all the difference in the world. This is the old trailblazer. Remember my mailing address? The Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website, radiomissions.org.